Hey guys, a quick announcement before we get going with today's pod. My Instagram account was recovered. If you reported me as I had asked previously and blocked me or restricted me, go back and unblock me because it's safe and all my communications are safe, whether it's email, any way you're hearing from me, passwords have all been changed, everything's up to date. Don't get hacked. Get to Factor Authentication now. Thank you for all your support during the hack. That was stressful and lame. Don't get hacked. All right. Let's carry on with some of the most commented upon episodes of season two. What's up, building community? Today on the contracting handbook, I'm going to present some statements and quotes that brought in the most direct messages, the most questions, and it sparked many conversations that heightened the conversation here on the contracting handbook. One of my favorite outcomes of the pod are when you guys reach out and tell me what you took home from it. But even more, when it's something that completely escaped me. It just, I love it. For me, I took away a lot from every pod. And in many ways, I'm still processing that. Today, we'll visit a handful of moments that shined for the audience and probably for me as well. It's not a review of every pod. It's not the quote from the picture of every pod. Uh, If your favorite TCH pod wasn't included today, you can shoot me an email at information at thecontractinghandbook.com. I'm curious to know your thoughts always. And for anybody who's listening for the first time, my name is Mike Kenoki. I'm the host of the Contracting Handbook podcast. I'm a general contractor in Fairbanks, Alaska. And I've been hosting this podcast for just over a year. I never imagined that we would have been downloaded in over 70 countries. I would have never imagined that there would be as much affirmation for what we do and so many open-minded people ready to share information. This show is dedicated to all the people who wrote me in the last year and said that they found something inspiring, learned something, whatever it was. I'm glad you're here. Now, the first quote is one of my personal favorites because It captures the essence of the building community. And if this doesn't, I don't know what does. It's Brant Taylor, the tool hacker. And this eloquent statement underlies the community of builders that have come together to abolish trade secrets, share information, and build a better building community, which will only improve the communities we live in. I think humans are builders by nature. And if we're not building houses, we're not building kitchens and bathrooms, then we're building community we're building apps, we're building airplanes, we're building, we're builders of some sort. It's in our blood, it's in our DNA. Here we go. I mean, one, one of my basic premises about the industry is not that we don't know what to do. It's we don't usually know what questions to ask. No, you know exactly what you know. You have no idea what the possibilities are. And that's Steve Basic, architect from season two, episodes two and three. And right after this episode came out, I got a message on Instagram or an email 
I said, Mike, that was so cool. You just had on a, an industry leader in building science and architecture, a uh, well-known person. Come on and tell us that it's okay to be 35 or 40 years into this business and still have these issues with clients. And you kind of are helping me normalize this in my brain. And I got to admit for myself with my, as much experience as I have that hearing Steve's words definitely affirmed a lot in my brain, but, but to get that shout from, from out in the ether was so cool. This little soundbite just kind of grazes the surface of what Steve and I got into in that episode. But I powered through, I found a new job and I would not want to change where I am today. After I had Brittany Farrow on the show, several people reached out and said they were so happy to hear that this conversation was happening, that we were talking about sexual harassment, that we were talking about job site etiquette, that we we're talking about women, inspiring women to come into the trades. But Brittany and I didn't stop there. We talked a lot about running a crew and how your clients perceive you on the job site. Business is an, is an accidental problem that you end up having because I've got mates who I've worked with and then they've gone off on their own they started the business and I can see exactly what they're doing and where I was at the same point in my career and this quote from Robin Clevett in episode six of season two got a lot of lols and messages laughing at him putting it so succinctly that you're a tradesman with a business problem Robin and I hit upon becoming a tradesman entering the trades and the denigration and, and it being looked down upon. But then all of a sudden you do have to be a businessman. You have to stand up and figure out what you're doing and stand up for yourself. Fantastic conversation and inspired many people and many messages. I am telling you, Mike Kenoki, that there is hope for eliminating trash from the construction formula. We are very close to a breakthrough for creating a zero waste process. We've got to be talking with people who care about building houses that are designed to last centuries, not a couple of decades. I don't know. It was like 30 below. I was on my way to a job site trying to get this job done. Everything's breaking. Uh, it's dark in Fairbanks. Cold. Dark. Cold. Anyway, Brant calls and just starts talking about all the stuff. And I'm like, man, this show is about running a construction company. But then he goes on about trash and, and, and how wasteful we are and how we can change it and how we can have new building techniques that are less trashy. And I'm, all right, I'm, now I'm, he's got my attention. I'm trying to take notes. I've got my notebook out on my console and trying to write in the dark. And, you know, I'm almost driving off the road. I shouldn't be, I just don't want to miss something there because I, like probably a lot of other builders, Throw my hands in the air when we when it comes to trash and how trashy we are as an industry. I don't have the solution. I never feel good about it. I never feel good about the amount of trash I send out. But I guess I've always passed the buck. And through this network of friends that I now have because of the show, we're starting a budding conversation about this. It's not the only thing Brant and I hit upon on this pod. Check it out. Season 2. Episode seven, the tool hacker. Love what they do. They're masters at it. I think that if they were to 
be proud of that outwardly, that that also helps to elevate the trades to a professional level. That might entice some younger people to want to get into it. That's Gina Hoyt, co-owner and the boss at Big Dog Construction. And this conversation that Gina and I had inspired many conversations that followed on this pod. But in regard to this quote or this little snippet here, I had several people write out to me immediately and say that they felt like there was some sort of hope and that Gina's right and that we need to inspire our builders to pass the buck or pass pass it on to the next generation. So they're inspired to join the trades. And that's not all Gina and I got into. We definitely got into contracts and how we are perceived by our clients, which was a really neat conversation. Take every opportunity you can and, and learn the most from it because you never know where you can apply it and how much of a, build, a better builder or a carpenter or a plumber or electrician it can make you. And that quick snippet from Tim Sprague at Pound for Pound Forming and Framing captured the attention of one young listener out there who said, man, after listening to that podcast with Timmy, I think I'm just going to go for it. I feel a lot better about what I'm doing. How's that for affirmation? And maybe a little proof of concept. You know, I know we're right in the middle of this pod or it's just starting out, but hey, if you feel like you benefited from the pod this season or or were inspired or whatever, whatever podcast it was, write us a review on iTunes or give us a rating on Spotify. Please, it really helps get the pod out to other people like you. I know, it's a shameless plug, but I guess I have no shame. And while you're at it, just go to my website and sign up for my newsletter so I can keep in touch with you. The book is still in the works. I know, I lied. I said it was going to be out sooner than it is. It's in the works, you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Most people hide behind single margin multipliers because they do not know their numbers. They do not know their overhead. They do not know their admin. Uh, and they've been told that this is what they should do. As a business owner, I was frustrated by not knowing how much money on a, on a given project I had that was my profit versus my overhead. Uh, and in overhead, how much of that was true overhead versus overhead that should have been assigned to the project. What justifies, what justifies the markup on that object? And then also you run the risk of losing your profit because you've tied your profit to an object instead of what your profit should be tied to, which is a service. While I received a lot of feedback about my podcast with my guest, Michael Anchel of OA Design Build, one of the comments was, is why didn't you guys talk about estimating more? And one of my guests in season two asked, let's hear more from Michael Anchel on capacity-based estimating. Well, Daniel Ford, ask and you shall receive coming up in season three. But in the meantime, you guys, Michael and I dove so deep into what we are, who we are as contractors, is a very, very cool and special podcast, not to mention unexpected. You don't want to walk away from that moment because you're never probably ever going to be back in that space again. And that space will never look that, it'll never look that good again, right? It's going to be changed by stuff that people put in it. But the beauty of the space was what was created. And you're walking away from that. And it's, it's only yours while you do the work. When you're done with the work, it's not yours. You're handing it off. And that's a 
it's 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 heavy i don't i don't i don't know if there's therapists out there that understand that we're passing off something we made and we don't get to interact with it again right it's gone this one's for you casey finan casey heard this pod and immediately made a post on hammer about us finishing jobs and it blew up there were well over 100 responses and i know for myself that when mark put this in words that i had experienced what he's talking about but i'd never pinned it down with words nor did i know that other people experience this and that has been uh, a resonating comment or a, a repeated comment by many people that they didn't know that other people experience this. Hire quick and fire faster. I wish we could just fire clients at that easy too. You're telling me. Now that's Nick Lonsdale, my virtual brother from Down Under. And if there's one comment that I've gotten on this pod, it's, Hire them quick, fire them faster from everybody. Uh, but as much as that is was a takeaway for so many people, there's so much more to this podcast, including the 10-year warranty, which blew me away. And, and, and the, for me, the fact that he and I live in different countries and experience experienced the same uh, growing pains in, in moving from tradesperson to businessman. Really, really neat pod with Nick Lonsdale. And I know I could be doing a better job of telling you guys which pod number it is. So that one's episode 13 of season two. And the next one is another doozy. So fasten your seatbelt. No single quote from any pod got more feedback than the following. If you are not serving yourself first, you were really just an employee of your client. And for the self-employed, that one stings a little bit because <laughs> we've all been there. And I love this pod with Rachel because she draws on this other experience she had in, in the corporate America and, and she bailed out on that to become a woodworker. She dug in. And that turned into a whole lot of other opportunities. So I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 21 of the pod and hear more from the inspirational business diva, Rachel Taylor. And while we celebrated Women in Construction in March this year, we ventured over to BC to talk to Nomadic Carpenter Sash the Carpenter. Should I speak up or should I keep my mouth shut? It's like, speak up. Speak up because they're never going to stop if you don't. Now, I got a lot of messages. People really glad to hear from Sasha and really inspired for her standing up on the job site. But not only that, but because she's fired up and she's eyeballing starting her own company. So there's a whole crew out there was really happy to get a a glimpse at someone right before they start their own business. And Sasha, we're all waiting to see what happens. You go. And right after I talked to Sasha in BC, we wandered over to 
Christchurch, New Zealand, to talk to Ella Starr, who had just opened the doors to her new plumbing company, Plumberella, four days before we interviewed. And while Ella's very cool, calm, and collected in the calm before the storm, she's not cool with poor job site etiquette. If, you're, if your nana had a, a tradie come over and they left this place a mess and they walked in with their muddy boots, you'd be pissed off. I would be pissed off. Some people were just raised wrong. You should be offended that someone thinks that you should reduce what you're worth, you know, that you can't, you wouldn't be able to pay your bills that month if you took that job. You should be offended. Not going to work. Like, you know, you're just not my client. Sorry. And just move on and be gracious and just be happy that you can spend your time finding the right client. And that's Shannon Yotis, that tile chick. And we spent a couple hours just kind of exploring the the ins and outs of entrepreneurship and, and dealing with actually operating a small business. And one of the things we kind of touched upon was scaling up. And, and that really uh, grabbed the attention of a lot of listeners out there. So that's a, another great one to listen to you guys. I think that's the knowledge that I'm thirsty for. That's the stuff I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Is is that 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 first startup part of the job, the you know the starting of a business, the, the meeting with clients and and you know presenting contract, and now in the custom world, you know cost plus is is kind of kind of more where we're geared to. What are your thoughts on that? It's kind of the opening foray of the conversation where I got grilled by startup Drew McLean of McLean Construction Group. He's a friend of mine, and I said, hey, have a couple questions ready to ask me. And he grilled me for an hour and a half about how to run a small contracting company. I don't think I was really ready for it. And when I published it, several people said, this is a master class in starting a construction company. Check out these two episodes. Drew really brings the heat, and I... This is the essence of what the contracting handbook should be. Not to diminish the contributions of anyone else at all. And I took a huge leap of faith uh, to leave a very good paying job uh, to come back into the trades. And and I'm very, very grateful I did. I take such pride in working on stuff, fixing stuff, making sure that, you know, people in my buildings are happy. And that's my friend Robin Pearson. Uh, only found on the Hammer app, and she is absolutely dedicated to her trade, dedicated to her work, dedicated to her family, and so many people love that podcast with her. I got because she's an absolute inspiration to anybody in the trades. She overcame a lot of adversity and then was willing to come on and share that with all of us to absolutely be the best person you can be. This was a truly inspired conversation with Robin Pearson, and that would be season two episode 28 you're, you're kind of using all of your senses you know you're, you're picking up a two by four and you're you're feeling its heft and feeling you know you're looking at it and seeing the twist in it and you're looking at the grain and you're um, you know maybe there's a split in it or a knot or something like that and you you know you can kind of visualize like oh you know if I put a nail there that that's gonna split you know you're listening to a lot of things the smell of you know, metal after it's been cut with a grinder, uh, you know, it's just it's very immersive. A lot of times you know what's going on throughout the job site just by the sounds that are going on. And in this podcast with my friend Casey Finan, we kind of just launch into being a tradesperson and ADD. 
And the more I explore this world with you guys, the more I find that it seems like ADD is uh, pervasive in in the trades. And this kind of summary of how Casey feels and smells and touches his way through the job site resonated with so many people who wrote and said, wow, that is me. That is my daily. And, you know, I don't work with wood, but I, I know what he's saying. I don't, you know, this is, this is a different trade, but, but I loved hearing about how it's sensory and not just intellect. I even got a couple of people to say it sent shivers down their spine. So check that one out. Right. We're visual people. Yeah. We're builders. Well, my, my whole goal was just self-betterment. I wanted to understand my craft, you know, as much as I could. And I'm still mm. learning. And that's Ryan Smith, the Roof Slayer. And of course, that inspired a lot of comments that episode because you got to meet the man behind the craft who's cutting roofs, who's a, who's teaching roof cutting with his video class. But I think some people were surprised at how human he was or is and how humble he is in, in what he does. And so many were inspired by that. And I know a couple of you even bought his roof cutting class after he was on the pod. Teaching that so that I can shorten somebody else's learning curve is a, a very ultimately fulfilling thing for me. And speaking of teaching, that's Spencer Lewis of Insider Carpentry, who is my final guest in season two of the Contracting Handbook podcast. And we talked a lot about business and retirement and, and things he doesn't talk about on his YouTube channel. And so many people reached out and, were, and said, thanks for you know digging into that side of Spencer because we don't know him that way. But now we're learning about coffered ceilings and small business. Today's episode in no way encompasses all the things I learned, all the amazing uh, advice and, and experience that people shared during season two of the podcast. I want to extend gratitude to everybody who listened, everybody who wrote reviews, everybody who participated on my Instagram posts. I was talking to Evan Sparks, that's E.S. Sparks, the electrician formerly known as Evan Smith yesterday. And one of the things he said to me was that the podcast has really inspired a lot of conversations and we're getting people to talk about ideas, not just pictures. I'm not giving myself a pat on the back and I'm not taking all the credit. That's all of us together. So take a bow, everybody. I mean it. We are creating a legacy together. Thank you all so much. Remember to go write those reviews at iTunes and rate on Spotify. I don't have paid for reviews. I don't have paid for ratings. Everything on my site is real people talking, but none of that can happen if you guys don't do it. I know I'm asking more of you, but it makes all the difference and it would mean a lot to me. Remember to also go to my website and you'll be prompted to sign up for my newsletter. I won't spam you. You know me. I'm just going to tell you what's going on and maybe what's going on with Alaska wildfires and stuff like that or how many fish I'm going to catch tomorrow. 
One final note. If there's someone you want me to interview or something you want me to cover on the show, email me. Info at thecontractinghandbook.com. All my contacts are in the show notes or episode notes or whatever it is. Please don't hesitate to reach out. Now we're going to go out a little song I wrote a while back, but you've been hearing it for about 30 episodes. That's all I got. I like to be the boss. I echo that sentiment.